Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. On this week's episode of Barbecue and Tech... We'll do a little follow-up on our smoked pork belly, and then we're going to jump back into a little bit about chicken and waffles and what Mr. Ashley has discovered. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, man? What up, what up, All right. So I can attest, at least in my household, because I know you asked because you brought over some of the smoked pork belly. Of course. And they, share the love. They said, of all the things you've ever made in your life... They don't know how you had such a foul and error on. No, I'm just kidding. They, they really, they really enjoyed it. It was, it's definitely super rich. Yes, it's, yes. I, so I think that's that. It's not a, it's not a bad thing. I, but I do think the larger sizes that you went to, they, they wind up cutting them into smaller sizes because it was just, it was too rich for one bite. That was at least our uh, assessment. Yep. Um, so as a recap, uh, we had, uh, I had grabbed a pork belly from Costco, um, nice size one, uh, made sure it was nice and even across the top. Didn't really do much to it. I simply cut it in half cause I, I, you know, I wanted to cook it two different ways. I wanted to treat one as a brisket. Uh, one half of it is a brisket. So that means I put the nice rub on the outside. I wrapped it in, actually wrapped it in foils and actually double wrapped it. Cause I've never done it before, but, um, Heath Riles had did that in his video props to him. And so I said, let me give it a shot. Um, not sure if I noticed anything immensely different. Um, but I would assume it's still better than wrapping in butcher paper because of all the oil that comes off of the, uh, off of the pork belly. But with that said, it cooked down great. Um, the flavor was there. Uh, I, I think that would be an excellent way to make some pork belly sandwiches. Maybe you go ahead and make a BLT out of it, but it's like a smoked pork belly first, just using, you know, crispy bacon. Uh, I think it would have been really good, um, you know, on some nice bread on a nice roll. And then, you know, uh, I'll probably use a roll. It, you know, has enough thickness and fat and hardiness to taste that I don't think, uh, just using sliced bread would have been the move. I think a full on roll, but anyway, it was enjoyable. Um, I gave some to one of, uh, one of my friends. I gave some to my partner here, Rod and, uh, yeah. And the kids got some. Now the other side, the other half of the pork belly I did as a burnt end, but I wanted to be a bit more 
uh, creative, if you will. And instead of making little tiny cubes of uh, meat candy, I made some tiny ones, but I made some bigger squares uh, of of it. And what I was my my thought process was, you know, just use a square as a meal, um, put it in the middle of some maybe some mashed potatoes or you know some type of veggie or something like that. Instead of just having to grab a bunch of small pieces, you have this thicker piece. And it's one of the things I love about doing barbecue is the trial and error of it because, you know, I, oftentimes it just hits. But this was not it. Uh, <laughs> this was not it. And uh, the flavor was there. The taste was there. But as Rod mentioned, I found out for myself and my other buddy who he had a different reason for wanting smaller pieces, but he was like the big pieces just don't work. Uh, for him as much as he would expected it to. And he would, he wanted that kind of that more bite size deliciousness all the way around, not, you know, pulling it apart and then, you know, swirling around and whatever sauce and juices are coming out of it. So that makes a hundred percent sense. It's definitely, you know, when you're eating like a burnt end, you pop that whole thing in your mouth and it just all goes at once. But when you have that thicker piece, you know, it's not the same. Um, for me, definitely way too decadent of a piece of meat. And, you know, once I heat it up and it's on my plate, I'm coming downstairs. Uh, I'm not going back upstairs to put it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to throw it away. And so it's just like, all right, you got to power through this. And, and it's not like I made these giant, giant cubes. They were literally maybe an inch and a half by an inch and a half. Um, yep. But even that for pork belly was way too much, way too much. Yep. I uh, agree. Uh, for one serving. Now, slicing that, you know, slicing, making slices off of that probably would have been great. Uh, but, you know, I was happy with the uh, with the, the, the flavor and the taste. But, yeah, the execution as far as uh, the final product was not the move. So, anyway, we, we live for trial and error we do these things because you know we want to get better at stuff so um yeah and i was pretty content with the texture of it too because i was concerned that smoking it with the fat side up because that's a really thick layer of a fat um would uh would you know could could potentially pose an issue but in the end i felt like it uh rendered pretty well um you know, the fat really just whatever was left kind of just melted as soon as you bit into it. So overall, overall, I mean, I was, I'm okay with what, what happened with it, but, uh, definitely could, uh, find ways to make it better, uh, in the future. And, and, you know, whether it's slicing that whole thing off after I cook it like that, because the one thing about having the cubes and putting it in the sauce is the caramelization of the sauce with the pork, right? There's nothing like pork and sugar. Uh, so, you know, the fact that those two could caramelize together really created a great bite and a great flavor. It was just two bites. And you're like, oh, God, how am I going to get through this? <laughs> uh, it, it, again, I, it's it's not hard for as an individual to take a look at it and say, all right, I, I just I just got to cut this down a little bit more. It's it's unfortunately a little too too, if you will, rich for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely think it's totally doable. Yeah, for um, sure. And I've like I said, I've done the regular burn ends, came out great, but uh yeah, this was uh this was a uh, overthinking gone too far. So um that's that. So all right. right. 
Chicken and waffles, my favorite. One of my favorite subjects. One of my all-time favorite meals. Can, can I tell you why? I, I, I'm, I and uh, do tell. I when you first said chicken and smoked waffles, I was like, yeah, smoke, smoke chicken and waffles. Sorry, smoked chicken. Sorry, when you first said smoked chicken and waffles, the the I don't want to say I mind you. I have a southern upbringing. So I don't want to say I had a revolting experience with the statement. I understood where you were going, but I was like, the first thing I struggled with is there's a breakdown in the contrast of what you typically get with fried chicken and waffles, Yep, which is with a waffle, it tends not to be as over time, no matter how you cook a waffle, unless you're doing a truly traditional Belgian waffle, which tends to be a very, I don't want to say heavy, but probably not. Um, they, maybe if it's traditional, like you're getting, it's not the most ideal for this type of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, you run into soft and soft. And the nice thing about fried chicken is you get kind of that crispy chicken, that soft right. there, waffle with a the contrast between syrup the two in it. It's just with the melding of the yeah. syrup. Yeah, the syrup kind of pulls them both together. Correct. And uh, so, yeah. Hmm. I was sitting in some chicken and waffles right now. Uh, yeah, and you know, typically you use like a nice chicken tender. Although I've had it with like a nice fried chicken, chicken breast. Wait, well. did you say chicken tender? Uh, yeah, fried chicken tender. That's Who the definitely, hell is that? Oh, that's that's very common. That's uh, just ridiculous. What's they're the, not. They're what's northerners the spot? do that. <laughs> well, Damn, what's the spot? Southerners would find themselves doing that. What's the spot in Baltimore? That really great breakfast spot. Yeah, and they just they just make the Mason Dixon line, and I think you're talking about uh, Miss Shirley's. Miss Shirley's in Baltimore, they definitely do tenders. Yeah. And it's very common. Um, but um, but there was a place in New York that I went to um, when I went to a, a fr- friend's wedding. No, no, no. They did fried chicken. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah they yeah. probably yeah. had someone they, from the South come up and teach yeah. them. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I've had it both ways. I enjoy it both ways. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, obviously the default would be like a nice, big, fat feast of fried chicken. But – yes. You know, these days I try to eat healthier as much as possible, even though fried chicken is not as bad as people may think it is um, if it's fried properly. Correct. Um, but I think I, I over time, I came around to your thinking that, well, the waffle isn't necessarily a waffle. It's kind of like a half between a waffle, a little bit of that cornbread mix so that it it further complements that. And right. honestly, with the skin on the chicken, you can probably give it a little bit of time underneath, like a, a kind well, of. Well, I did hot. skinless for this, so that oh, you was, did skinless, okay? I did do skinless, so I didn't want to have to worry about trying to achieve, you know, that crispy skin. So I did skinless, and there's room for interpretation as far as um, whether I'd want to give it a flash fry after the after it's smoked. Yep, um, but. What I said was, I kind of took a step back and I said, okay, what is the main enjoyment when I eat a chicken and waffle? And it really, it is, as you mentioned, the contrast uh, between the two that come together and just create an, an experience. And so I said, okay, let me see if I can create a contrast between the chicken and waffle that is in, between the smoked chicken and the waffle that I do. And uh, and see if I can still have a nostalgic feeling, but in, in a different uh, manner. So I so the first thing I had to do was like, all right, let's let's make a, a decent waffle. And at first I was going to go and make it from scratch. But because I'm in experimenting mode, I was like, 
that doesn't make sense. Let me just use a mix uh, and then go from there. And, you know, I've had plenty of experience making uh, pancake batter, waffle batter. And honestly, there's not much difference between a pancake batter and a waffle batter. (coughs) Sorry. As someone who makes waffles, I disagree, but that's we'll we'll go with it. I I know what you mean. Much different. They yeah, both have eggs. They both have flour. <laughs> they both have bacon. So, I mean, literally 90% of the ingredients are exactly the same. The yes. one, the one big difference with waffles is they tend to be fattier. So you're adding an oil, you're adding more, but you're adding butter. You don't really do that in pancakes inside the pancake mix, but with a waffle, you want to add. And in fact, if you know, one of my, yeah. one of our favorite, uh, mixes is the crusties mix. Um, they they make a really good mix, and I think a lot of restaurants use it Sorry, as well. Crusties, what's that? Yeah, it's a it's a waffle. It's a pancake mix. Oh, it's a box. It, it's in a, well, we we buy giant bags of it, <laughs> okay. especially when the grandkids are up. They love pancakes. So, um, but yeah, they make a really good. Uh, they have a really decent mix. Um, and You're that's breaking that's my heart right now. That's what I, I mean. Dude, I've made pancake batter for hundreds of people. I promise you, you've never done that. And if you had, you'd probably be on my boat on my side of the house. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing like going in a restaurant five o'clock in the morning and whipping up a freaking bucket <laughs> of pancake batter. Yeah, no, I'm good from scratch because obviously we're not using mixes there. We're doing it from scratch. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I've, and I've I, had my I, share. I'd probably, I make pancakes probably at least once a week for my kids yeah you are the pancake king and uh, i'm glad you enjoy and it on such a small scale and uh yeah what the, you're doing it on a small scale now to be fair fair now, I mean. now but that doesn't change that's like you know my aversion to washing dishes right that that started <laughs> years ago <laughs> from my childhood i'm from still scarred childhood you know so but anyway um so we i use the crusties and so um, you know, you can follow the instructions on there pretty well, tossing an egg and whatever. But, you know, for me, I'm pretty still adept at uh, assessing the consistency that I want in the batter. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. And so, you know, basic, uh, smoked chicken and waffle. And what I did with the smoked chicken is I used my new, uh, jerk rub that I've been working on. So it had a lot of heat to it. It had a lot of depth of flavor to it. And I think it was really, like the perfect thing. And the, and the other aspect of it, it was using, uh, I just bought a batch of thighs. I just bought a, you know, a whole container of thighs because the reality is, you know, everything works when it comes to smoking, uh, chicken, but thighs just are the bees knees of smoked chicken. It just holds up well in the smoker. It's, it has enough fat to give it a lot of flavor. It's just, it's just really, really works. So that's what I did. I bought some boneless uh, thighs uh, to make my life easy. Now, um, so it was on. So really, was focusing more on the waffle. I knew I had the chicken down pat, um, but it was focusing on the waffle. And uh, man, there's for anybody that hasn't really looked into you know, what what constitutes a waffle. You know, it, it, there is a lot to the different styles of waffle. And ultimately, I wanted to do a uh, a Belgian waffle. But uh, um, I don't have a Belgian cook. I have one on order, but I don't have one yet. So I just we had a regular old little uh, waffle maker. And surprisingly, it actually did really, really well. I was pretty happy with it. So, you know what I found with if you if you're going to go the true Belgian waffle style, what I found the 
one key ingredient to be. And I struggled with it for a while, and I talked to a friend who – Yeah, you mentioned this. Go ahead. Had a friend from Belgium, and she said the this, this secret is where typical recipes call for – you know, you have your milk or your buttermilk or whatever you're putting in it um, and your yogurt and all that stuff. But where it calls for water, rather than using still water, which is what anybody in the U.S. is used to using, actually use sparkling water. Yep. You said that uh, creates a better crust, a little yeah, crispiness. Yep. That's that. That was the difference maker, and I, 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 I did not know that. I have tried it, and at least for me, uh, that for the water element of the recipe, that was successful. I, I can't. I am going to be very honest, and I'm not. It's not a snob comment here. I cannot speak to when it comes to like a box mixes. I don't. I've. I can't tell you the last time I've ever used a box mix for waffles or pancakes, but. I know that if you're if you're just going right to the you know flour eggs and all the ingredients you need for that, then I think you'll be safe. Yeah, so you know we're actually speaking from two different perspectives because I have no problem with a good box mix of certain things, and pancake is definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you talk to me about uh, box mashed potatoes, you you might get a shin kick. <laughs> did but, I tell you? Did I tell you the story of? When my, my, the first time before my wife and my wife, when she's my girlfriend and I brought her over and I cook for her. Did I ever tell you that story? Uh, I know the story, but some of you, oh, dear Lord, man, everybody here story. must hear this. So, um, <laughs> before my, I mean, this is years back now, before my wife was my wife, um, I, I had her over and I cooked dinner for her because I, I like to cook. So she came over, cooked, and she's like, God, these potatoes are really good. Where, where, what kind are they? And I'm like, Idaho? Like, just not literally understanding what she's asking. She's like, no, no, no. I mean, what box did you get them from? The look of disgust on my face at that woman at that point in time, I'm still shocked I married her. I didn't really understand. I was like, I had never at that point in time, mind you, I'm in my probably early 20s. I'd never heard of boxed potatoes. Yeah. And she's like, no, what box brand are these potatoes? Because that's how her mother always made potatoes. I was like, no. And I had to, I pulled out a potato. I was like, it is a potato. It's not any made <laughs> up garbage. And it, to this day, we still joke and laugh about the fact that she could not fathom that I made potatoes with potatoes. From scratch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I've worked a lot of different lines and cafeterias and restaurants and stuff. So I'm quite familiar with uh, box mashed potatoes. But once I got into the cafes, um, yeah, that was not a thing. Uh, we we did it from scratch using, especially us. We used uh, actually red potatoes, and we left the skin in for the aesthetic of it. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So, getting back to the mix. So, what I set out to do was add a, a little bit, I guess, kind of heavier feel to the uh, to the waffle. So. I double checked because oftentimes when I have an idea, I want, I go, I do a quick search to see if uh, anybody else is doing the same thing. And as it turns out, it's a very common thing in the South to add cornmeal to their waffles. Mm-hmm. It is not uncommon. And that's what I wanted to do because what I wanted from my waffle was for it to stand up a bit on, a, on its own, a little bit sweeter than what the normal you know, waffle may be, even though, you know, waffles have a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, but because of that corn flavor, but then I felt like between the smoked chicken and the waffle, it would contrast it very well 
and uh, give a great taste. And then the final spot was to, you know, typically you would put that maple syrup on top. But for me, it was like, got to do a barbecue sauce on top with, you know, but I, what I did was I did a sweeter barbecue sauce. So I actually took some barbecue, uh, some sweet baby rays and I added some honey to it. Ooh, yeah. To make it a little bit a little, sweeter. A little more pop. Yeah. Uh, give it more pop. Right. And then, um, you know, if you go to uh, Instagram, um, I posted a really cool video of uh, putting uh, smoking that waffle and putting it together. It, uh, it came out really good. It was my first time ever doing anything. Shout out to Chandra, <laughs> uh, who was the, uh, my inspiration because every time she posts a video of one of the foods she makes, and you know, if you want to see some awesome cooking, y'all need to check out her Instagram. It, she is she is an amazing cook, and um, I can't wait to get her back on this uh, on the on podcast and so she can talk about some of the new stuff she's doing. But anyway. You know, it came out really, really good. And um, I was quite happy with the combination of the smoked chicken um, and the smoked chicken thigh and the waffle. But what I did was I used a traditional waffle. Now, I did say I have on order a nice Belgian waffle maker. And really the difference uh, between the two for anyone who's ever just wondering. Uh, first off, the obvious is the Belgian waffle has much deeper pockets on it. Um, than the uh, traditional waffle. But it also, um, a lot of folks, when they make their Belgian waffles, and Rod is quite famous for this, they'll actually take a technique uh, where they separate the egg yolk from the white, and then they'll whip up the whites to make it really fluffy. Yeah, medium peaks, yeah. Yeah, and then you uh, you don't mix it in with your batter. You fold, fold it, right? Fold it in. Yes. Yeah. So, and how 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 long do you do that for? Is it just just to for folding it in? Air? Yeah, it's just just couple. just until you get that incorporated. Because what you're you're trying to do is you're introducing air into the batter, yeah, which makes your waffles a bit more fluffy, more airy. Yeah. Um. So I think it's mainly incorporating it in into the batter, and you'll see like the volume of what you have almost looks if you do it right, it almost looks like it doubles. Um. Even because the heavy dough that's been sitting at the bottom now has all this airy content in there and that and the key is that you need to be able to crank out waffles i'd say relatively quickly so typically i'll do when i make waffles for my kids i might make 15 to 20 waffles at a time and And uh, do you know waffle making you have not i can i can find it pretty quickly yeah Uh, is it is it a belgian or is it a traditional i have both oh okay all right go ahead yeah um, so I think they're, I think it's the Brunei or something like that is the name brand. I'm pretty sure they're both the same name brand. I got them both at, uh, William Sonoma. My, my Belgian waffle maker is actually, I don't say it's on the fritz. It's on its way out because it is, I've had that waffle maker for almost 20 years. It is the one that I'm ready to replace just because it doesn't matter how much you clean or waffle maker, as you know, over the years, it's just like, ugh, I, I'm ready yeah. to get rid of it. But, and it's not, it's not as, uh, I guess uh, non-stick as it once was twenty sure. years ago, yeah. but yeah, I, I have two. I have just a traditional waffle maker and a Belgian waffle maker. I I pretty much ninety nine percent of the time use my traditional uh, because I'm tired of fighting with the Belgian waffle maker. Makes sense. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So for me, I've obviously, like I said, I've had plenty of experiences making waffles. I've, I've been, you know, if you've gone to, if you ever gone to the, like a upscale buffet where you have the cook that makes the uh, omelets to order. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been on the other side of that, making the actual omelets. Um, and then don't the, tell uh, me you use boxed eggs as well. There, of oh course no. you do. Oh no, dude, you don't know. You don't know cooking <laughs> until you've cracked a case of eggs. I've, I've been at those places where they actually—it's real eggs. They just—they're yeah. just pouring. They're like, why should I sit here and scramble this thing up for you when I could just pour it out of a out of a box? Which is—it's eggs. I, well, I've I done no both, but I promise you, I have—I have had a case of eggs where I've had to crack every single egg and then to mix up, you know, your egg mix, whether it be for the line where you're making omelets or stuff like that, because when you're making omelets, you're not crack, you know, the whole I'm cracking eggs to scratch, you know, unless you're making an over easy or something like that. Most of the times you're, you know, especially in omelet day, you need that omelet. You need those egg already ready to go. So it's in a, it's in a uh, container with a, with a ladle. That you can just ladle it right into your pan and go. So I've I've been that guy who's made the uh, omelets, but I've also been the waffle guy, and I've also been both guy. <laughs> yeah, where you got to work two stations. Um. So and you know hundreds and hundreds of waffles uh, I've I've made you know for folks. So um one of the key um differences because the waffle maker that I have kind of more relies on the rise of the batter. And uh, because you it, uh, you put it in, you close it up quickly, and it kind of fills in. You want to pour in the middle for sure, but don't just pour in the middle and be like, that's going to spread evenly. Right. Um, you definitely want to pour in the middle of the uh, waffle maker. But then, you know, if you see it edging more one way, go ahead and pour some to the other side or just put, pull it back with the ladle. Because there's nothing worse than a lopsided waffle. Um, but... Uh, I used uh, right currently I was using a traditional, uh, you know, oil spray and that worked fine. Um, however, uh, there is uh, probably a more professional spray you can use. Um, and it's called uh, 
uh, Vegeline. And this is something that a lot of restaurants use because it's it uh, it doesn't it doesn't have the buildup, which is what you're experiencing now mm-hmm. that like, you know, you would get from just a typical spray uh, butter. This is uh, more of a professional uh, aerosol can. And uh, it, it definitely it definitely doesn't build up on the uh, on your on your devices as much as the other ones. So I did order that and figured I'd put that out there uh, with uh, with this episode that, uh, you know, you can try this if anybody wants to go down a route and try a smoked chicken and waffle uh, for themselves. Now, the <clears throat> the other part is, is when you use a uh, or you're doing a Belgian waffle and you do a uh, 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 that waffle, most of the times, if you're doing it right, you have a waffle maker that flips over. Oh, is that what you ordered? Yes. Ooh. So yes. it's like I can go, it's like uh, when you get up one morning and you go downstairs at the hotel and they have the waffle makers that flip over. There you go. So right. I ordered the real deal Holyfield um, from Vivor. And essentially, right. this is the, you know, it has like a nice, deep uh, 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 pan for the for the waffle mix. But not only that, it does rotate over so that I can then, um, you know, make sure what happens is that batter that hits the bottom side initially uh, starts to hit. And then when you flip it over, it kind of spreads and that creates like a nice fluffiness in the middle of the waffle. Uh, th- that you come to expect. Now, the the cool thing about this is it actually has a temperature control. This is why I ordered it as well. And, you know, once I use it for a while, we'll go back and revisit and let folks know. But this thing is, uh, you know, it has a 1300 watt. And the one thing that you definitely want to do, whether you're making one or you're making multiples, is you want that thing to be as hot as possible. Yeah. You, you need, when that, when that batter hits, it needs to, crisp up that batter immediately and the biggest mistake i think people make when they're making waffles is they don't let this thing heat up or they let the first one heat up but they pour the next one in right after they pull it out yeah that is it's uh and the problem is you think it's ready because you took one out and it's like it's still hot just burn your fingers yeah 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 but you gotta you almost have to close the waffle maker and let it almost cycle again and this is this is where when you and i were talking at one time about waffles i said you almost need two waffle makers so that you can yeah. kind of be moving between the two at any point in time because it one as soon as you make one, it's almost cooled down. It's it will get hot pretty quickly, but it's that's what drives me crazy about making waffles. I, like my kids are like, "Do you want to make waffles or pancakes?" I'm like, "Pancakes," because I can go out <laughs> to the Blackstone, drop down eight pancakes, drop all of them down, flip, 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 done. By the time I pull them all off, the eight off, I can drop eight more because the Blackstone is immediately hot again. Where the waffle maker, it's like one waffle two waffles where I usually, if they come up, they see me make waffles. I like come back in like a half hour. I need, I need to get ahead of you eating hungry beasts before I start rolling out waffles. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons why I ordered this Vivor one. Um, and it should be here, uh, in two days, but, uh, one was the fact that it had a temperature control. So oftentimes you're trying to guess how done the waffle is, or it has a timer on it. When you close it, it'll, you know, beep when it's ready. But, um, being able to control the temperature means, you know, no matter how long you have it in there, you can get a certain doneness that you prefer on your waffle. Uh, so that was one thing. The two was the was the pan was so much deeper um, because, you know, sometimes you get overzealous and you put a little bit too much batter. And I I really hate 
when the batter starts pouring out the side of the waffle maker. Um, you know, it's just it's just it just means that I didn't pour well. Uh, so I, I get annoyed with myself when it comes to that. So the fact that the pans were deeper and uh, can kind of prevent against that um, is, is another reason why I opted for this bad boy. Um, so what so the you know, just to recap, the main trick you want to do when you're making a great waffle to go along with your uh, smoked chicken is you want to wait in between putting the next one in. It doesn't take long. It probably takes about a good 30 seconds before it comes back up to temp. Yep. And then go ahead and uh, put that uh, put that next one in there. So, you know, the one thing, the reason why I wanted to go with the. I just I, looked at a photo of your waffle maker. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's real. You could run a restaurant off of this thing. That would be nice, right? If you, Jeez, you know, do Louise. something like this and throw it on your menu. But where uh, are you going to st- like? So, as much as I like this, the first thing I think of is storage. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to build a shelf or something <laughs> for, it, for sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, just, and it's not you know it's not overly massive. It's just I have a lot of stuff in my kitchen already. So yeah, um, you know, so yeah, it. Uh, but you want to make real waffles? You gotta you gotta step the game up. So I'm so excited because essentially what's going to happen is as soon as this bad boy comes in, I'm smoking another batch of uh, chickens and I'll make it. And, you know, and I, I'm just trying to decide between like the way I presented it the first time was I took the entire thigh, laid it on top of the waffle. And then what I did is I took some uh, jerk. Uh, I took a wet jerk and uh, sp- uh, dolloped it on top. And then I took some uh, barbecue sauce and uh spooned it on top as well and uh that like i said it was really good to cut into my mom who is a crazy crazy picky eater destroyed it you know my daughter mm-hmm. she loved it um so you know it just eating a waffle by itself was really good too and it actually reheated well too so even though i had them in the refrigerator uh the next day i was able to take it out and just that is a quick. classic thing if if you have a toaster oven yeah. Or just use your regular oven. Do not heat waffles in the mi- microwave. Yeah, there's no need for that. I did what all I did was because I'm not adverse to you know cold food, um, as many people are. So I just kind of took a pan and just threw it in the pan real quick and stung the outside of it. Okay, yeah. and that was good enough for me. But uh, yeah, a, definitely a toaster oven would have been fantastic. Or you could even you know broke it into the individual quarters and maybe toss it into the uh, into a toaster itself. Yeah, but yeah, don't microwave your your life. And you, you know, and folks, as a tip, as another tip, you can definitely make a batch of waffles and then freeze them. Yes, you can. And then put them in, you know, your toaster or whatever, or a toaster oven later on and, you know, revisit it later. So that's definitely a viable thing to do. So don't, don't sleep on that aspect as well. <clears throat> but uh, I, I liked that combination. But the, the only thing that I felt was the waffle was too thin, right? Um, from what I did. So I'm excited to try this again. And crusties, um, they not only have a traditional, um, is that a popular brand? Cause I, I every time you say it, I want to laugh. Cause I'm thinking like crusty, the crown, the clown from what's it? What's that? Show? Yeah. They, they make everything. Crusties okay. makes everything. And, uh, they like, they have their cornbread mix. They have their pancake mix. They have, uh, I, I feel like I'm learning about a new brand here. 
Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't. Well, I'm not that surprised, but uh, wow, ne- I yeah, I definitely have never seen this brand. That is yeah. hilarious. I'll put a link in for those who maybe there's a lot of Krusty's fans out here that they're laughing that I'd have never heard of this one. But oh, uh, he likes to make his stuff from scratch. But I mean, they have At lemon. She didn't say Bisquick lemon cake. No, Bisquick. I'm not a huge fan of. They have sourdough mix. They have a uh, vanilla bread pound cake mix. They have muffin mix. They have everything. They make it all. You know, cookies, they make it all. Yeah, and it's funny because everything you literally have said is everything I would make from scratch. Yeah. Lemon bars. My uh, mother-in-law makes uh, excellent lemon bars. But from Krusty's? No, I don't. I think she makes hers from. She, I was gonna say that she, she doesn't make lemon bars. Krusty makes. <laughs> she just follows a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, she makes them from scratch. But uh, yeah, so again, I'm not interested. So I grabbed their uh, Belgian waffle mix. So I'm gonna mix up a batch of that this this week, and then I will recap this new version. And I may this time around actually, I'll probably take one thigh. And uh, air air fry it real quick, and I'll probably take one and flash fry it into oil real quick, just to see if the if the texture enhances the experience of the smoked uh, thigh or not for me. Right, because you know sometimes it's like it. Yeah, it tastes a little bit better, but that's something I would do for myself. I'm not making like 35 of those. You know what I mean? For the for the family, it's like it's, it's a it's a bridge too far. So it is something to think about. Uh, you know, sometimes you're trying to think about the process. You got to think about the process of making something. Right. And it is, is, is what you're getting in the end worth the effort, you know, as opposed to, yeah, if you're doing something for yourself, treat yourself, (laughs) do what you got to do. But, um, and do you prefer, do your family prefer the Belgian over the regular waffle or? I, I, they prefer that I make them. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, that's about the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, I was kind of looking at the history of the Belgian waffle and it seems like the, it really was meant to be made more of like a sandwich as opposed yes. to just eating as a waffle itself. So it kind of lends itself to make it, you know, to what I'm trying to do here with this, with this barbecue thing. Um, and make this awesome barbecue delight. So, and the other aspect of it too is, yeah, I, I considered trying it with some version of a maple syrup, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. I I really felt like that was reserved for fried uh fried chicken. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then it could experiment with different type of sauces too. Um, you know, uh maybe like a brown sugar, maple brown sugar barbecue sauce. Yeah, Versus- I can say from <clears throat> I did I was fortunate enough during many years of traveling of being in Belgium. And I do remember someone just handed me like, you know, kind of like almost a piece of, I don't want to say wax paper, maybe like a, just a little piece of paper with a Belgian waffle in it at a street stand. Uh, and the tra- very traditional way of it, it was just, I don't say it's finger food, but it definitely wasn't, it wasn't the breakfast. It was like just a snack. Yeah. A snack. And it was, yeah, yeah some of the, some of my favorite experiences have been eating street food in other countries and, you know, Obviously, you're playing with fire uh, <laughs> sometimes, but uh, the the one that I will never forget is uh, my mother and I went to Jamaica, and uh, I, you know, it was late at night. And she, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna get out of the apartment because you know we were just having fun to, and hanging out together and visiting family and stuff. And uh, I just there was a club 
right up the street from the hotel I was staying at, a, pr- a pretty popular one. So I was like, I'm going to check it out. So I uh, got dressed, uh, went up to the club, had a beer, hung out, had a great time. Just what I mean, they were going crazy in there. DJ was tearing the place up and I was just chilling. I was just kind of taking it all in. And then I decided, all right, it's time for me to go. Let me go back. And as I was heading out, there was a cat who was pushing a cart and he had a bucket and then he had a, a, a grill and then he had like a cutting board that sat on top of the cart. And essentially the bucket was full of jerk chicken. Not not a cooler, but a bucket. A bucket. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and he had the grill going and he was firing up those chickens on the grill. And then what he would do is he would put it on the on the on the on the cutting board with uh hard dough bread, which is a very a popular Jamaican bread that we eat almost for with everything. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, sandwiches, non-sandwiches by itself with butter, without, doesn't matter. It's like a hard, it's like a very heavy uh, bread. Yeah. And what he did was he was, you know, he would take the jerk chicken and like he had a cleaver where he would just cut that thing into like right through the bone, different pieces, put it on the uh, hard dough bread, wrap it up in foil. And that's how he sold it. And so I bought some. And when I say, it smelled delightful. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be good. And I got in back into the hotel room. My mother was sleeping. So I sat on the floor and I woke her up with how I was destroying that chicken. I was like, good God, this is good. Yeah. I, she was like, what's, what's going on? What are you doing? I was like, uh, mm? <laughs> I, I mean, it was so good. Had that charring on there from the grill. It had a deep flavor for the jerk it was it was crazy how I, how good that was and you know i just uh, you know, the, a, i couldn't kinda, open the foil enough <laughs> it's the kind of eating you have to do in darkness when no one can see the savage nature of how you right exactly food. right you, you you come up mouthful of grease and a shame head full of shame it's like what did i just do to this thing <laughs> uh, all right man well, hey look this is this is, <laughs> This has been a great episode. Uh, you guys got a little history lesson on both of us, but definitely some of our lessons learned with uh, the smoke boat belly and chicken waffles. I want to remind everybody that we we do have a sponsor, Mason Dixon Barbecue, is being super good to us. And I think we are getting ready to get access to a number of smokers that Chris and I will be testing over yes. the next little bit. Yes. Uh, maybe hopefully in time for some of you guys for your holiday purchases. And if you hear something you want, you'll make sure that you uh, at least order it from Mason Dixon. But if, if there's some feedback of, hey, could you please make sure if you have access to this smoker, you test those first, uh, just hit hit Chris up or hit us up on uh, Discord. Uh, whether it be a brand or a style. Yeah, we'd really like to know about that, but we're definitely going to be getting into testing some of these smokers yep. in the short haul here. And again, for your barbecue needs, if you want to head over to Mason Dixon Barbecue, uh, there's always a link in the show notes so that you can head over there. When and you buy something and you say heard about it on the Barbecue and Tech podcast, it really does help us out maintaining this sponsorship so that they'll continue to give us access to equipment for us to test. 
uh, and they're giving us access to equipment. Let me be very clear. They're not giving us equipment. So we, <laughs> yeah. we get the equipment, we test it and we actually do get it back to them. So this is not a, it's, it's mainly just a good partnership with a, a local company. Yeah. Saves uh, us from having to buy stuff and, you know, put it somewhere. And the other, yeah. other thing is, um, I've been taking, I mentioned it last week. I've been taking old episodes and posting them on YouTube and they're actually coming out pretty good. So, um, uh, you, you're bored, uh, or if you're not, you know, by all means, please head over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed and uh, take a look at the videos because you can kind of see some of the fun, uh, the, the facial expressions during some of these stories yeah, and stuff like that. Definitely some timeless, some yeah. timeless content going up there. So, and if you're wondering why to- I'm doing the old episodes, because I'm practicing. I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with this stuff, with this video editing. I'm barely functional with it. So I decided to start with the old episodes and soon enough I'll get, make my way to the new episode, these, this season and, uh, get those up as well. Uh, until next episode, uh, thanks for sticking with us. We have a lot of, uh, personal things going on over the next couple of weeks. So we do apologize if episodes, if an episode comes up late here or there, but, uh, we're going to do our best to get this season wrapped. I would say that Chris and I are going to have an episode about Thanksgiving of how we're planning together. Oh, we definitely will plan. We'll still have an episode. We'll just... It'll just be that, uh, how we plan apart. Yes. 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 We'll call it sellout. <laughs> <on that note. laughs> on that note, uh, we'll call this episode a wrap. You guys take care. Peace. Peace.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.